to Spa Talks, where we take a deep dive into the wellness industry and all it has to offer. The lady that I'm speaking to today doesn't really need an introduction. Uh, She is the founder of Global Wellness Day, which began eight years ago. And I am so excited to speak to Belgen Aksoy to find out how Global Wellness Day has evolved over the last eight years. I really think you're going to enjoy the episode. You are in for such a treat. Well, thank you for joining me, Belgin. It is really, uh, it's really cool, actually, that you are, are on here. I'm, I'm really excited because you're one of the first people that I wanted to uh, interview. As soon as I started my podcast series, I thought, yes, I have to interview Belgin. Oh, um, thank you. What an honor. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, so, obviously, Global Wellness Day is fast approaching on the 8th of June. Um, this is, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's the seventh year as well. Is that correct? eighth year. How did Global Wellness Day come to be? Well, it was uh, in 2012. Um, It was an ordinary day. I was in front of my computer and I had the simple curiosity of finding out when, on what date, Global Wellness Day is celebrated in the world. I was sure that a Global Wellness Day existed because especially in the United States, there are so many days dedicated to many things. There is even a cupcake day, a donut day, a strawberry day, and a mushroom day. So I thought, well, a day dedicated to wellness, there has to be if anywhere in the United States. And it was to my really, really big surprise that it did not exist. And um, so I put my team together and we do have a destination spa in uh, in Turkey and yeah very uh, close to Istanbul so I said maybe we can actually put together a day um, for wellness for our hotel guests and we can invite some of our loved ones and we can have a closed group of about 200 people and we can do it on the second Saturday of June. It was like, I think sometime in May when I, you know, got into this idea. Yeah. So I thought, you know, in June we can do it. So, you know, the story of like the second Saturday of June really came out with what was convenient for us back in the day. I just wanted it to be uh, an event that we can do outdoors, out in the garden of the hotel. And I wanted to invite some, you know, of my loved ones that live in Istanbul. So I wanted to make sure that um, the schools were shut, but they, like, people did not go on vacation yet. So um, usually the schools close on the second Friday of June. So I thought if we do it on Saturday, then we're going to have many people that can come and people are still not on vacation yet. And, you know, that's how the, that that's how we chose the date, you know, like today, obviously it's summer here on the second Saturday of June. It's winter in Brazil. Like um, I really did not think global when I chose the, the date. And, um, so in, in 2012, we organized this day. We have invited a nutrition psychologist from the U.S. Uh, named Mark David. 
And uh, everything happened so fast that I didn't even have much time to um, search, you know, um, the, the success of Mark David. I, I found out her, his name quite um, randomly, I have to yeah. say. But then uh, afterwards, actually, after he accepted and he came and then he left, when all the um, chaos was over, I then realized that he's actually a very well-known nutrition psychologist in the U.S. and in the world, and he has many books. And then I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe he actually accepted and came to our really small, modest uh, wellness day celebration. You know, back in the day, it didn't even have the name Global. It was, I, you know, I, I named it as a wellness day. And... Um, so that day we had, um, like I said, about 200 people. But what really amazed me was these two women, just before they left, the things that they told me. She said, um, it was the first time that I have done yoga in my life. And I felt that yoga is for the young and the fit. Mm. And today I tried it and I really loved how... Um, it opened my heart and how my body feels open up and, and relaxed. So she said, you know what? I'm going to start practicing yoga from now on. I was like, oh, wow. And I'm so glad that we were able to make this positive uh, change in your life. And then she left and another woman came and she said, um, it was the first time that I attended to a juicing workshop. Um, I thought that green juice was the most um, tasteless thing. I would think, how can there be the juice of plants? And, you know, you can only have like fruit juice and vegetable juice would be so boring and tasteless. And she said, after the workshop, I actually realized that it's really fun to prepare it. And it really tastes so good. And just by taking a few sips, I, can, I could already feel like all these vitamins and minerals getting into my body. And that just the smell of all these vegetables uh, made me, you know, feel that I was already getting healthier. So I was like, wow, you know, that's really wonderful. And that night, um, we had a full day, like from 10 till 7 with all these workshops. And uh, we had DJ and dancing and physical activities. So at night, you know, when I went to bed, I was like, hmm, like what just happened today? And I was thinking only these two women, if not anybody else, are going to do something different as of tomorrow morning. I said, I don't know if that woman is going to start, like really start and continue practicing yoga or the other woman, you know, drinking green juice every day but they will definitely change something for good in their lives. Someone that starts yoga, still they will still be on a road that leads them to a healthier life. It's just amazing how one small good habit can change people's whole life. So from there, in my bed, looking up on the ceiling, I was like, oh my God, one day you can change your life, your whole life. That's how actually Global Wednesday slogan came out that night <laughs> from my bed. And I am also a person that my life has changed in one day as well. It was in 2004 and my um, 
my son was only 17 months old, I thought, you know, life was great, everything was beautiful, but unfortunately, um, I, I found out that I had thyroid cancer. And um, that really changed my life. Um, I struggled for uh, quite a few years to find my way out because thyroid cancer is not the end of the road. It's the beginning <laughs> because it's all about hormones and being a breastfeeding mother. And because I had to take uh, radioactive radioiodine therapy, I had to uh, quit um, breastfeeding with medicine and that was already something that was you know <laughs> doing like this great cocktail for my hormonal balance and the fact that I had thyroidectomy which is uh, your, your thyroid being removed totally uh, then you start using this substitute medicine that you use for lifetime it doesn't necessarily every day can be enough for your body because for a healthy person you might wake up this morning and you might need 150 milligrams of thyroid hormone and tomorrow you might need 170 milligrams of thyroid hormone. But because you have your thyroid in your body, it regulates naturally. But because we, as people that had thyroidectomy, we take the medicine for it, uh, the substitute for it, um, you know, sometimes it's a beautiful day and I'm very energetic. And then sometimes life doesn't look that good because maybe, you know, but now I know that all these fluctuations happen because of the drug and I don't listen to it. Uh, I say to myself, you know what, like you can think whatever you want, but it's still a beautiful day. And uh, I just um, start to the, the, the day get going. And um yeah, so as someone that went through that and from 2004 actually till 2012 until I found Global Wellness Day in all those years I was able to um, I was able to get myself prepared I think for where I was for what I was just about to start now looking back that's that's what I can see uh, all these conferences uh, summits seminars that I went through um, my international wellness and spa network that grew every year, um, all the books that I read, all the destination spas that I visited around the world, and um, the research that I that I have done through internet, um, and the things that I tried on myself <laughs> regarding nutrition and fitness. When my doctor said, "You know what, like now that you don't have a thyroid, you." Uh, please don't try so hard to to be uh, to keep with your weight because you you're probably gonna gain a little bit of weight. Sure. Uh, don't don't fight with that. Otherwise, you know, he said I have some patients that fall into depression because of this, and then I would have to give you an antidepressant. And I said. I'm not going to use any antidepressant. Please just tell me what I need to do to not to gain weight. And he said, well, you know, it wouldn't be possible for you to do. And like me, <laughs> since I'm a kid, if someone told me something that I couldn't do, I would do everything to make it. <laughs> do it. So he actually like told me, he, he phrased the correct sentence, actually. 
I'm <laughs> happy he said that. I said, please tell me what I need to do. And he's like, you know what? Like for a person with a thyroid and you, if, we com- if I compare you two, you would have to do twice as much uh, exercise than a normal person. And you would have to watch what you're eating twice as much as someone that doesn't have uh, thyroid hormonal issues. I said, okay, I will. I'll do even three times more. <laughs> and so that brought me to the level of like exercising six days a week, bringing my fat percentage to six. Wow. Uh, my body stopping to have periods because I didn't have enough estrogen hormones in my body. <laughs> because I mean, a one digit fat percentage is really not healthy for a woman. Oh. Um, but that's like the extreme that I, that I went to and my nutrition was really, now I think about it, like I would measure every gram, I would count every element that I eat. Um, that was like for three and a half, four years, I continued like this and, um, yeah. And then, um, I realized that that's not the way to do it. You know, it's supposed to be, um, we're not just physical body there's also you know the um, mental uh, parts as well that we need to take care of and uh, I realized that I was getting a bit edgy and because I wasn't eating right and all this exercise I was becoming like my getting away from my social life so uh, I said I have to find a balance yeah and um, yeah it was I think 2010 around that time that <clears throat> I can say that I had more balance with my fitness and uh, nutrition. So um, 2012 was the year that I said to myself, you know, all this struggle, all these years that I'm trying to find my way and I think I'm at a better point now. Um, my, my friends, my loved ones were asking me what I was doing because they were telling me that I looked a lot better and um, uh, that my energy was so high. And so I started to tell them I do this and I do that and I changed this to that. And, and then um, there was this voice in my head that I continuously was hearing and it was telling me, Belgian, everything happens for a reason in life. And so if you had cancer, if you struggled and now you found your way and you're fine, that's wonderful. But is that it? Mm. What are you going to do now? How are you going to spread this message? There are so many people out there that don't lift their head up and look up in the sky and say, you know, thank you, life. I'm healthy because I did not say that before I got sick because I took it for granted I thought I was healthy while I was healthy um so I thought you know not everybody has to go through the same thing not we don't have to lose our health in order to appreciate our health and uh, so actually global wellness day has been a way for me to uh, thank the universe and to express my gratitude for the fact that it made me sick sick when I was 29 and not 89 when it would be too late I'm so glad that it happened when I was you know very young and I had still many years to live 
in a more balanced uh, and happy and joyful um, than I used to be before I get sick. So um, I'm just so happy that with Global Wellness Day today, we're in more than 150 countries around the world. What, 5,000 locations, I think, <laughs> is it this year? It's really, it's a lot more than 5,000. Um, you know, 5,000 was the, was the number of last year. And um, only, only this year, only with Hyatt, we have 400 plus properties. Wow. So, um, so we're, I, I think, easy, we're going to reach to 7,000 places, 7,000 locations um, this year. That's fantastic. It's really, it's really massive. The, the, the way it organically grew uh, amazes me. And I'm just, I'm just so happy to see that um, how millions <clears throat> have embraced Global Wellness Day. And then when I go back and think like how and why and like how come the world embraced it so much? And I think... You know, my, my in, I, I go back to the day that I was sitting again in front of the computer and my intention on that day before I created Global Wellness Day uh, was so pure and was so clean and was full of love. And it did not, it, there was nothing in there for me, but there was really, um, I was calling out and asking for a way of thanking. And that was, that was my way out. Global Wellness Day was my way of thanking the universe for all that it gave me. Um, I wouldn't be able to raise my son with this much love. I wouldn't be able to be the woman I am today. I wouldn't be able to, you know, spread the message of Global Wellness Day to countries that I didn't even know that existed. I wouldn't be able to show on the map. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's really amazing. I, it gives me goosebumps just to think about it. It's such a wonderful story. And I had no idea that that was kind of the backstory to, you know, how how it came to be for you. And I think that's such a wonderful thing is that, you know, you're absolutely right. I'm a big believer in, yeah, everything happens for a reason, um, you know, and when what we might think are bad things that happen to us, you know, we, we have a choice. We either kind of dwell on it and, and let it kind of consume us, that negativity, or we take something from it that we can either learn from or that we can um, share with other people and, and that's exactly what you've done you've taken something that could be you know so uh, negative and all-consuming and you've turned it into this amazing positive that has actually touched the lives of so many people in such a positive way and I think that's just like that's your whole legacy now I think that's fantastic I love that you know um yeah, no, I, I think that's that's amazing. And so I suppose now, eight years on, it has completely surpassed and overtaken your original sort of hopes and dreams. I really did not think that it was going to grow so fast, but uh, it, it did surpass my, my dreams, <laughs> that's for sure. Um, but, it, you know, it can still keep on growing. There's no way. 
Uh, and they, we are, you know, billions of people. We are, you know, about 300 million people that we were able to reach out to. It is a big number, but if you think about the world, like I said, there's still a lot of people that actually take advantage of Global Wednesday's message, which is, um, I think it's very, very important. It's important for our industry as well that there is this wrong image about the word wellness. Definitely. Uh, I think also because the word wellness has... um, has always gone together with the word spa. And spa is, um, you know, is not necessarily for every socioeconomical person to be able to experience, but you need to have a certain income to uh, go to a spa. But instead, wellness uh, is definitely not a luxury. It's accessible to everyone, isn't it? Exactly. It is the inherent right of every individual in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, if, you know, in in many countries around the world, when I when I listen to people, I still get the idea that people think that it is a luxury, mm-hmm. and that um, you know, uh, with every day's daily um, problems and work and family and maybe financial problems, you don't have the luxury to take care of your wellness, which is completely um, the wrong image, I think, because you can have, you know, no financial problems at all, um, but that doesn't mean you're well. Um, So... So financial situation and wellness not necessarily goes together. Um, I think that's like the biggest message that we can give. And you you can't only reach wellness in a spot. You know, wellness wellness is has it has to be a lifestyle. And I think the most important thing is that we need to learn to have wellness as a lifestyle um, from. Like starting from a very, very young age. Mm. And um, I think governments and schools have a very, very important uh, responsibility there. Because there is also now the Global Ones, the kids project uh, that we're working on. And um, basically the idea there is to bring the wellness concept in the kindergartens in the world. So going down to the age of two, oh, because right. I, and I have my son is uh, almost sixteen years old now, and you know obviously as many mothers or fathers like as parents, what we do is we send our kids to school, and we you know like when they leave and we close the door behind them, and they're we know that they're in the school. We're like oh like my son or my, da- or my daughter is in a place where he's learning. So, you know, I feel comfortable that he's, he or she is there. But many things have not changed till now, except some countries, which I'm really, really glad to see that there are some things, uh, positive things going on with the education and wellness. Mm-hmm. Um, so they learn about math and science and history and geography and which is all fine and good and needed but nobody's teaching us how to breathe nobody's teaching us how to eat uh nobody's teaching us how to 
love ourselves, mm. which are, I think, the most three important subjects which would lead um, maybe a solution to the three big problems of the world today. With the self-love, with teaching self-love starting from age two, we could bring down the statistics of depression in the world. Yeah. With, um, with breathing, breathing techniques, we could uh, bring down the crime rates in, in the world. Because, you know, maybe to, to explain that a little bit, according to some research that has been done in jails, People that are in the jail that are not psychopaths, but they're, you know, normal people just like us that made the mistake of his or her life and happened to end up in jail because they did not know how to manage their anger. So um, when they ask them, you know, do you regret what you have done? The answer is yes. And if there was a way to get that moment back, would you want that? And the answer is yes. And they say, so why did you do it? And they say, well, it all happened and once it everywhere, it got black and I lost it. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking those people, if starting from age two, if they had learned about breathing techniques and how to manage their anger, the moments that they were about to lose it and do something harmful to another person, maybe if they took only one breath, just one more breath, maybe he or she was not going to commit that crime. Really interesting theory, actually. And it reminds me of something I've read recently where in America, when children uh, have detention, for example, in some schools, what they've done is instead of putting them in detention, they uh, they have to do meditation. So maybe there's some correlation there where some schools are thinking now, look, you know, these kids are a bit disruptive. Yeah, you know, let's address this in a different way because actually detention clearly isn't helping. Let's try a different a different way so that's that's really interesting that is so the, the other one is mindfulness and especially mindful eating so to teach the kids mm. how to eat and why we eat yeah because you know today kids are you know mostly in front of technological devices and that's how they have their meals and they just don't know what they're eating how much they're eating why they're eating mm-hmm. it's just you know they're, they're just putting things in their mouth with it's just no fuel, awareness exactly so you know what they're actually like the hunger that they have is mostly not in their stomach but is in their hearts because mm-hmm. they're, they're hungry for love mm-hmm. um, so um like i'm gonna jump to the seven simple um Steps Manifesto of Global Wednesday, actually, from there, because it really um, comes together with the subject. We have one of the seven step manifesto is have a family dinner, especially for this reason. Um, because, you know, with, like my generation, my, my mom would call us for dinner at dinner time, and we would come together, you know, at the table with my dad. Yeah. Uh, I have two other siblings, and five of us would sit down. There would be no TV on. 
And it wouldn't be like this long, long dinner, but it was like, you know, this 25, 30 minutes of dinner yeah. that would look into, you know, look into each other's eyes, have, you know, eye contact and yeah. really very briefly share things about our day. And yeah. which is something so simple that unfortunately, you know, most of the houses, we, we're, not, we're losing it. We're losing it. Everybody's eating in front of another television in the room in different, um, with different devices. And um, it, it's really one of the biggest reasons why actually obesity uh, rates are increasing. Mm-hmm. And especially, again, according to another research that was done, especially for the obese kids, uh, mostly the problem uh, that the obesity is seen with the kids that are eating on their own with the technological devices. Mm-hmm. So um, obviously having these habits at home, but also learning it in schools, starting from age two, is extremely important. So if we could t- teach um, mindful eating to kids. When I, when I say teach and when I say two years old, obviously I'm trying to say through games. Yes. Uh, you know, making it fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's going to be like, like the kid learning how to brush his teeth or learning how to put his jacket on. It's going to be something automatic. Like that's what you do. That's yeah. what you do when you take an apple. First you smell it because you need to really... Um, get like like you don't just eat it you look at it you feel it like you you yeah. use your senses so mm-hmm. um, instead of just you know, if it's an apple it's totally fine but sometimes it's just a handful of um, candies yes. that they put yeah. in their in their mouth um, and candies I don't think they have the best smell but <laughs> but you know like taking them out for mindful nature walk and through that teaching them mindful eating so mindfulness is is really something that we should be teaching uh, kids uh, through games starting from age two and uh, that's the next step actually for Global Wellness Day and I'm just imagining um all the kindergartens in the world having a five-minute wellness circle time yeah. every morning. The first thing that they do before they start the school, um, I think we would be able to change the next generations with that, just by that. Definitely the numbers that I've just talked about would, um, would go down. Today, 800,000 people killed themselves. That's... Uh, that's a really um, scary number. Yeah. 800,000 people is more than the people that die because of uh, terror attacks and natural disasters. Yeah. So the total of, of, yeah, so the total of these two problems are, are, uh, are less than 800. And which means that when we go out in the streets, you know, we instead of thinking or being afraid of, oh, like, would, we, would I have any terror attack today or would there be any natural disaster? I think, like, if these numbers make me think that we should be more scared of our own minds. Most definitely. It's, uh, it's, it's, really, it's really quite scary, actually, today, how um, unhappy 
Oh, what an unhappy world we became. Uh, and that's not me who's saying it. That's unfortunately the statistics are, are there for everyone. And I think it, for me, a lot of it boils down to just that connection. And, you know, yes, technology is, is wonderful, um, you know, and I suppose we're living in the most exciting age ever in that sense. But there is also this... Um, kind of side effect I feel where we we have lost we we are so connected but yet we are losing those connections at the same time um yeah and it's it's kind of like without that connection that feeling of belonging love security you know you can never reach that that level of of self-esteem you know and and self-love like you say and it is it's it's that whole thing of we have to teach it early tell me a little bit more about these uh the other steps well for an hour there's so many people that die because of not moving um Mm -hmm. that's another thing that really uh, amazes me um so when we say walk for an hour, it doesn't have to be one continuous hour. Like in 24 hours, make sure that you are moving in the total of one hour, which is, I think, yes. something that we absolutely can do. Yes. Uh, drink more water. Um, drinking water as well became a little bit um, complicated because I think all around the world, we like to complicate things so that we so it becomes difficult to do. But actually, you know, when we say drink more water, it's not about which water you drink and when you drink and how much you drink. Like put all those complications aside and Mm -hmm. just take one more sip of water because I think we all have space to drink one more sip of water. Whatever you're drinking, drink a little bit more than that. Absolutely. Don't use plastic bottles. Obviously, this is, you know, really important for our environment. And when somebody is taking care of her wellness, we always, you know, we definitely have to think about the world as well. And because this is, for the moment, the only place where we can live, even though, you know, there are some um, attempts to to live on the planet. Uh, I don't know we're going to be able to see it, maybe for next generations, but this is what we have and we have to, protected and I was reading this definitely that in one day one um, the, the plastic bottles that we use uh, is one million and out of these one million plastic bottles 91 percent of them are not recycled so just by the plastic bottles in one day what we're doing to our world is really really scary on top of it Plastic is not only bad for our environment, but it's also not good for our own health as well. Since it um, fluctuates our hormones and especially the estrogen levels in our bodies. And plastic uh, is the main reason why mm, adolescent uh, boys are gaining weight like girls today, having breasts and having hips. Uh, is because the estrogen level of the boys, adolescent boys, is increasing with this substance that plastic has in it. Science has put it out there long ago. 
but unfortunately uh, that information is is there to reach for the one that is looking for it but it's not in front of our eyes yeah yeah that's the system i guess uh eat healthy food um we kept that one very simple as well um a couple of years ago we were saying um eat organic foods obviously organic can be expensive in many countries yeah as well so we changed to eat healthy foods i think we all know what we should eat mm-hmm. uh, we just have to remember it and mm-hmm. again without complicating the story mm-hmm. just uh, if we can just stay away packaged food i think 50 percent of what we have to do you know is already in our pocket uh, do a good deed that's one of the ones you know that that i really love It's um, doing a good deed, you know, happiness is contagious. And if I do a good deed to you, obviously, you know, you're going to benefit from that, but it's going to make me feel good too. And then because I I did a good deed to you, it's going to light the, the, the will to do a good deed to another person. Number seven is the one that is most difficult (laughs) for many countries it's sleep at 10 p.m., which is, which can be quite challenging. You know, the southern European countries, that's about the time, 9, 10 is about the time they have their dinners, actually. Yeah. So, but the thing is that you know, this is not something that Global Wednesday Family is putting out there. It's, it's, again, science has put it out there a long time ago that it's between 10 p.m. and 3 a.m. that we release growth hormone. And that's when we have uh, that. That's when um, our cells um, rejuvenate. And um, if we can sleep in a pitch dark room um, between 10 p.m. and 3 a.m., then the sleep is doing its work because obviously we're not going to sleep just because it's night, just because it's dark, or just because we're tired physically, but the body organs needs to get ready for the next day. And that happens obviously during sleep. Um, so we all can have different needs of how many hours we need to sleep, but it's just important that 10 p.m. and 3 a.m. we are in deep sleep. That's really, really important. Definitely, definitely. Um, These are like nothing like, oh my God, like, well, once the family came up with these seven steps that are just that we never thought about. No, it's like they're all the things, simple things that we all know all around the world. These are just reminders of the things that we already know. Yeah. And I think it's like you say, you know, going back to that very first day where you met those two ladies who came to you with just one thing each that they they took from it and I I think that is for me the main message is that you know yes there's seven things that on this particular day we should really aim to observe and achieve but for me the idea then from that is that from those seven if there's even just one that for the rest of your life you say that that has really impacted on me today I'm gonna continue with this now forever then that that is a fantastic thing because exactly. it, you know like you say it, it then inspires you to 
to maybe do some more research, to maybe try something else that's new. And, and it just becomes this wonderful snowball effect, doesn't it? Exactly, exactly. You know, you start eating healthy, that brings you to a completely different place uh, at, the end of, at the end of one year. Or, or if you do a good deed every day, you're not going to be the same person after one year, for sure. You're going to be changing a lot of other things in your life. For you personally, what does wellness mean? Wellness for me is a whole physical, mental, and emotional well-being, the process of self-discovery, the balance of the body and the soul. And wellness is the quality of life. Mm -hmm. Wellness reflects how we look, how we feel, and how we relate to our surroundings. Wellness is looking in the mirror and being happy with what you see, Uh, being kind to yourself and to others respecting yourself and your environment and wellness is definitely self-responsibility and not allowing others to decide for you yeah I think I definitely agree with that it is that right that we all have first and foremost it is that the whole person mentally physically emotionally spiritually whatever it is you want to call it um and it's about having that balance and most importantly I think being kind to yourself you know we I think a lot of us aren't kind to ourselves often enough and I think you can't ever really be kind then to others um and be respectful of others until and, and love others until you first and foremost are kind to you Uh, respect yourself and have that complete unconditional self-love and finally because I am I'm aware of time but I could speak to you all day (laughs) Um, how how will you be spending global wellness day this year what will you be doing or is there anything that you'll be doing a little bit differently for yourself this year uh, well, I'm going to be attending the Global Wellness Day celebration in Turkey. Um, for the first time, we're going to be celebrating, like actually organizing the big celebration outside of Istanbul. So we're going to be on the Aegean coast, um, close to Ephesus. I think the mm-hmm. listeners will know Ephesus um, instead of the Love Beach. It's actually on a beach called Love Beach. I love the name as well. And I'm so excited that this year we're actually going to be uh, on the beach. Um, We organized uh, a different uh, program this year. Uh, We're going to start at three and finish at seven. We're going to have yoga. We're going to start with yoga and we're going to have Zumba. And then there's going to be um, a physical activity, sports for kids. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we're having a body boost program. Uh, then we're going to have a beautiful concert, actually, to, to close the day. But in between, what we're going to do, which I'm very excited, is that all the um, uh, everybody that's coming for the celebration is going to be gifted a Global Wellness Day T-shirts, all in magenta, obviously. And we're going to write GWD, 
with almost a thousand or more people on the beach. Um, yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to share with the world the, the photo or the video of this. Um, I didn't know that it's actually quite a complicated thing to organize that. Uh, there's actually like teams that put you together to be able to write a certain word or, or letters with so many people all together. Uh, but uh, a smaller one of it has been done in the Maldives, in Japan, in some more countries. So I thought, you know, we ha it's about the time that we do it in Turkey too. And uh, so this year we're going we're gonna to have that. There's also going to be a Global Wellness Day Marathon this year. Um, there, that also happened in many countries until now in um, Mexico and India and France and now we're having it in, in Turkey. It's going to be a 42k marathon. Uh, it will uh, take uh, three days. They're going to start from Ephesus Antique uh, City and they're going to run for you know, three days and they're going to come, they're going to reach to the Love Beach on June 8th um, and uh, it's it's um, There's like celebrities, Paralympic athletes, wow. uh, Ironman champions that are running and it's open to public to be able to um, join them and maybe run for how much they like, how long they want to run and then they can uh, stop because they're going to be running through some villages. Mm -hmm. uh, so the plan is like to get someone that is sitting and saying, come on, come, come run with me. <laughs> or, uh, you know, joke with them. And it's, you know, it's not a, it's not a race. It's an awareness run. Obviously. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's going to be on social media too. And I think a marathon is going to add, um, a, a very nice flavor to the celebrations in, in Turkey this year. This year, for example, Global Wellness Day flag has went up to the summit of Mount Everest. Yes. Um, yeah. So this year is going up on Kilimanjaro. Um, so yeah, it's just it's just amazing. It's just amazing. But what is not happening is that. Nothing is charged Global Wellness Day. All the celebrations are free of charge. Nothing is being sold with Global Wellness Day logo on it. And there were no discounts on Global Wellness Day. I think this is a 100% complimentary event. This is not about money. This is not about logos. This is not about promoting brands. This is about us. This is about human being this is about our values this is about our health so as a summary this is about the things that matter mm -hmm. definitely mm -hmm. and so just as a final reminder um it's june the 8th this year um if people still want to get involved um how do they go about it what where do they need to go Info at globalwellnessday.org is definitely the email address to reach out to. Mm -hmm. Also, uh, www.globalwellnessday.org. Well, thank you so much, Belgin, for joining me. Thank you for your time. I really appreciate thank it. You. Thank um, you for inviting me. 
Of course. And um, and yeah, I'm really looking forward to it again this year, most definitely. Um, and my question to you. <laughs> what am I doing? Exactly. <laughs> Funnily enough, this year, uh, the Global Wellness Day, well, my, my husband is... Um, He's, he's off, uh, he's got the weekend off, and we are going to be decorating. Uh, that was kind of our plan to spend that weekend decorating the house. So uh, we're going to be spending lots of time together, which will be fun. Um, mm-hmm. but, um, but yeah, because he is off, we'll be taking our dogs for some nice long walks. Um, and, you know, I, I always cook our dinner. So, you know, we'll be having some good food. So, yeah, I think for me, more than anything, it'll just be spending time with, with my husband and my family, really. Most important. Most important. Yeah. Well, please don't forget to take photos and <laughs> uh, share on social media, especially with Global Wellness Day hashtag so yeah. we can find you. Perfect, brilliant. Thank you so much, Belgin. Thank you. Thank you, Samantha. Thank you very much. Gosh, she is just so inspirational. What an absolute pleasure it's been to speak to Belgin today and what a legacy that she is sharing, not just with the spa and the wellness industry, but with everyone all over the world. What a wonderful, wonderful message uh, that she's sharing with us and what a fantastic movement she's created as well. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode and if you did, please do subscribe to the podcast. We're available on iTunes, Spotify and SoundCloud. Please do share the love, especially if you know someone that you think will enjoy the show. Please tell them, don't keep it to yourself. A huge thank you once again to Belgin and of course to you for listening. I'll see you soon.